This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, it's the start of the 9 o'clock hour, and it smells like the NFL draft is just a couple of days away. Howdy, DMV. Hope everybody's doing well this evening. Danny Noakes with you on 106.7 The Fan. We're with you on the AM-FM dial, the Odyssey app, and on our stream. TheFanDC.com. Donald here producing the show, dropping some tunes, a little Nirvana to bring us into the 9 o'clock hour. I'm sorry, I just have to take a moment because anytime I hear a Nirvana song now, I go back to the new Batman film that's recently been released on HBO Max, but saw it in theaters. It's currently my favorite obsession in the non-sports world right now. Loved it. They use a different Nirvana song in that that... uh, has been ringing in the minds of anybody else that uh, watched that movie too. I'm sure of it because the score was just uh, fantastic. But I digress, and we have to talk some more NFL draft. So this is the last hour, your last chance to get in on the conversation. You can hit us up, 800-636-1067, the fan, the MGM listener line. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Danny Noakes. You can tweet the station at 1067, the fan as well. We talked to Michael Phillips all the... Goodness, that was like two hours ago. Seems like it was days ago at this point. Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch helped us break down what the, com- the commander's mindset is going into Thursday night, talking about some of the comments made by Martin Mayhew today, Ron Rivera, both at the podium, media session, answering some questions. And it, it was it was interesting to hear... But it was also not surprising, considering they talked about how, ideally, they're going to be able to trade back. And we've been saying for a long time now, that's the best That's the best scenario, that's the best thing that Washington can do. Based on a couple of different things, you gave up some picks to try, or not to try, but to successfully bring Carson Wentz over into D.C. But you also have... A couple of other things going on here as you try to build your roster out, which Carson Wentz needs some more weapons to get the ball to. And the defense, where there are a lot of talented individuals, needs to play better as a unit, and they could definitely use some help at the linebacker spot and in their defensive backfield. But one of the other topics that we covered with Michael Phillips, and how could it not be, What's the latest controversy surrounding the Commanders? And this would be, at least from the Virginia Attorney General's perspective, that would be the financial improprieties that were recently uncovered. And they are numerous, whether it's 
as Phillips said, the deposited money from season ticket holders that was never refunded when it should have been. You had the money that was set aside and moved around for these Kenny Chesney concerts and the college football games that were at FedEx Field. It's funny, and I told Phillips this. I was at two Kenny Chesney concerts at FedEx Field, one in 2012 and one in 20... No, no, no. It would have been twenty one in 2011 and one in 2012. So actually, I think the Kenny Chesney concert that's in question is from 2014. So maybe I'm in the clear there. <laughs> we were just having a little fun whether or not I should feel responsible for that. Um, no, that's obviously a joke. But what was interesting is Jason Miaris, who's the Virginia Attorney General, his office sent a letter to the commander saying that they were being investigated by the Attorney General's office for these financial improprieties, right? That was news that broke right before we went on the air today. Well, here's sort of another tangent from that mark mask the washington post updated version with nikki javala dc attorney general carl a ratchin says his office is investigating a variety of allegations against the commanders and dan snyder now the dc attorney general office is focusing their investigation on quote allegations of sexual harassment, workplace misconduct, the team's cooperation with, and statements about the investigation into these allegations, and more recently, the team's ticket sales practices. End quote. That's a lot. <laughs> That's why we're always talking about how there's always something when it comes to the commanders, and there's always a, a something when it comes to Dan Snyder. So now, not only do you have the Virginia... Attorney General's office investigating you, but now you have the DC Attorney's General's office investigating you. And by all intents and purposes, it sounds like Miaris, the Virginia Attorney General's focus, their investigation is focused on the financial miscues, whereas the DC Attorney General is <laughs> kind of just going after everything sexual harassment, workplace misconduct. I know we're all sick of hearing about it. We're all sick of talking about it. When is it going to be enough? We don't, none of us, not a single one of us have the answer to that. No one even in the league circles knows the answer to that, it would appear. Because we, I always come back to the fact that there's more than enough here for me to determine that Snyder's not going to write the ship. So there's obviously some other reason that he hasn't been bounced by the other NFL owners who, I mean, the NFL does a lot of stupid stuff, especially off the field when it comes to the way that it handles certain things, right? It punishes people more so for weed than it does for domestic abuse. It's got a horrible track record on both topics, but that's a good example as to where its priorities are so screwed up. And that's, I mean, <laughs> talk about priorities being screwed up. I mean, look no further than Snyder and and the business he's attempting to run right now. But it just doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole lot of movement. What the investigations end up giving us, we will pay attention to that. But goodness gracious, 
it seems like the deck is being stacked further and further against Snyder. I just, I've had this conversation before. I've had this conversation into this microphone on this station, on this platform for a while. And, no, and nothing ends up changing. So why would we expect anything different? But when it comes to what the commanders ultimately do in the draft, trade back is the ideal situation. And for me, if you can't trade back, it seems like the best thing you can do is take a wide receiver, take somebody that can help Carson Wentz move this offense down the field in the fall when they line things up. Again, whether that's Olave out of Ohio State or whether it's London out of USC, I think one of those guys will be available, but certainly not both at number 11. I don't know if the safeties that are going to be on the board at that time are going to be your best selection. But Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. You know, and that's something that we haven't really talked about since it was brought up in our conversation with Michael Phillips earlier, is that Rivera is a defensive guy, and it still sounds like he would like to take another defensive player there at number 11. That makes a lot of fans just want to kind of curl up into a ball and not watch any games because the defense should have been much better than it was last year. And so the unit that really needed the most help was still probably on the offensive side of the ball because Heineke was your starting quarterback. But the improvement from the defense is sort of expected, I think. And maybe it's being taken for granted. But I think in the minds of a lot of fans is that the defense is going to take a step forward no matter what. And by the way, I think that's probably where my mind is at too. I do think the defense is poised, whether they add anybody else or not, to take at least a step forward from last year. Now, they were one of the best units in the league two years ago. Had a healthy Chase Young, had some other good performances as well. You're not gonna have probably not gonna have Landon Collins this time around, and so that's why I wouldn't sleep on them going with a defender at number eleven as well. But if it's not Hamilton, the safety, then who should it be? Well, Derek Stingley Jr. I think out of LSU is a very very good player and certainly a potential for a very good pick there. And then if a miracle happens and Sauce Gardner happens to still be on the board, then you go and get him. But we know that that's probably not going to happen. And that Landon Collins has officially been, is officially a free agent, by the way. Well, I couldn't remember if that had, the clock had officially turned over for that one. But there you go. So that's some good stuff right there. Coming up next, coming up next, I want to talk about what's going on with fans and sports right now. Why is, why is there such a dire need to engage in this combative talk with the players on the field or try to go out and run out onto the field? I know it's always happened, but it's happening a lot more often now. And why is that? I actually don't know the answer to it, but we're going to have some fun making fun of some people coming up next. So stick around. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're starting this segment off with the zing. This comes from our colleague Brendan Darr. He's over on the Team 980. You've heard him before here on 106.7 The Fan. Tar said, quote, Is it good if your team is being investigated by more attorney generals than you've had playoff wins this century? End quote. Boom. Yep. Not good. Not good, Dar. You're right about that. That, of course, alluding to the fact that the commanders are now not only just under the investigation of the Virginia attorney general, but they are also under the investigation of the D.C. Attorney General in a probe that is certainly much more uh, far-reaching, at least in terms of the things that they're actually being investigated for, right? The Virginia Attorney General's office is focusing on those financial improprieties, whereas the D.C. Attorney General's office, they're going for it all. They're going for everything, the sexual misconduct, the workplace violations, all that sort of stuff. So that is something to monitor both the Virginia and D.C. Attorney General's offices opening investigations into the commanders. But I asked the question before we went to our last break. Why does it seem that fans are attempting to either talk more and more smack to players on the field, doesn't matter what sport it is, or why they're actually trying to run onto the field surfaces, the playing surfaces, more often than it seems that they have in the past. Because here's the thing. We've seen this before. <laughs> Fans run out on the field every now and then. It's not something that probably any of us haven't seen in at least one live sporting event, right? Maybe not. I've certainly seen it several times. <laughs> Fans trying to involve themselves in one way or another. The good thing is it usually doesn't result in anything too harmful, maybe a delayed game of sorts, and 
person gets carried off to the the clink, that's fine. They knew that was going to come. But what I don't understand is it seems that fans are just becoming more and more annoying. And maybe it really was the pandemic that just made people forget that you can't just do or say whatever the heck you want. But this incident between the Yankees and the Guardians, and it was days in the making, right? It wasn't just one incident because it happened over two days. But the Yankees won a game via walk-off a couple of days ago. And they were still throwing garbage, garbage, at Cleveland Guardians outfielder Miles Straw. They won the game via a walk-off. How, how do you find in your brain that after your team wins, the first thing that you need to do is throw garbage at the opposing player? I mean, what the hell is going on in your life for you to be so miserable you need to inject it into someone that you have no relation to or have any idea you decide to throw garbage at them your team won is your life that miserable good god and the the thing about it is the yankees like stepped up their security they were still john the entire game at mile straw the very next day and again, I, trust me, I'm well aware that this is this has been happening for forever, right? The, the the smack talking to a certain degree, the the fans doing stupid stuff on the field. It's not the first time we've seen stuff thrown onto the field, but it is happening at a much higher clip than it used to. I love sports. I love my teams. I love them more than most of you who are listening right now, right? Because it's my life. It's why I work in radio. But why can I sit there and watch a game from the stands, not even just from the press box, I can watch pretty much any game that I want to in this area from either one of those places. How come I can sit there without needing to talk smack to a dude on the other team? I'm not soft. I'll sit here and talk smack for three and a half hours. That's what we're doing. And look, I don't feel bad for the players. They're grown. They'll hand, they can handle criticism. But that's just it. This isn't criticism. It's talking smack for the sake of talking smack. Hey, you. Run at the mill donk who can likely barely afford his New York City apartment. Do you feel bigger by yelling at the Guardians outfielder? Does it give you more of a sense of belonging? Do you feel more important? You going to go out there and you're going to kick his ass or something? Oh, okay. Sure you are, right? <laughs> It's, it's absolutely hilarious, right? It's the most fake, tough guy act ever. And it's becoming more and more rampant. You look like a desperate loser when you get into it like that. A loser. It's just someone that absolutely needs someone to hear them. Needs to inject the negativity that their life creates for themselves. Because they created that. So they have to push it off onto someone else. And you have also had, in somewhat of a different light, you've had three different instances in the Minnesota Timberwolves games over the last few months where you've had women attempting to protest at the Timberwolves games. Most recently, just this weekend. And 
to kind of give this a little bit of perspective, they're trying to bring attention to Timberwolves owner Glenn Taylor, one of his business ventures, Rembrandt Enterprises. They're an egg business, but not like packaging and selling cartons. They make egg products like liquid eggs for restaurants and stuff like that. So there's an avian flu that has hit some farms across the United States, and Rembrandt was said to have put down an entire flock of chickens, which is well over 5 million birds. And they did it in an inhumane way. I'll let you kind of read into the details about exactly how that all went down. And it is very inhumane if that is exactly what happened. My criticism here is not the protest. (laughs) It's the way in which you go about it. Right? And most recently, we saw this... (laughs) This... This woman, who was dressed as an NBA referee, right? She had some slapstick uniform that she was wearing. It was actually underneath of a sweatshirt that she was currently donning as she got into the um, into the arena. But the security—if you watch the video—the security guard is just staring her down like a hawk the entire time. And as soon as that woman makes a break for the floor, attempting to protest, the security guard comes and just, boom, pummels her. And she is down. Just embarrassing. And certainly not any chance for her to make a scene. Again, that's a slightly different issue because you're talking about something that's directly being protested. But the method in which you're going about it is still not effective. (laughs) We've seen this. It's not effective. And it doesn't... Look, if you want your 15 seconds of fame and you want to run out onto the field, by all means, you're going to get decked. (laughs) Who have we... who's Who's gone out there, done that, and not ended up just getting absolutely flattened at some point? By all means, do it. That doesn't even bother me as much as the people that are just out there talking smack to talk smack. You're not going to do anything. And here's the last thing that I'll say about the topic. I'm not here to jump all over one particular fan base and label them all because of what one section did at a Yankees game, right? I know there's normal Yankees fans out there somewhere. (laughs) It's not about a fan base, though. right? We've seen all sorts of crazy antics come from Philadelphia or even Oakland. I've seen stuff from pretty much every major city. There's a video of fans misbehaving at every major professional sporting event somewhere. But there is, for some reason, a group that has, for some reason, felt more empowered that enjoy conflict and they need attention or they're just so miserable that they need to project it onto someone else or some combination of the three. Get some help. That's the best thing that you can do. Because you're either going to hurt someone else or yourself in the process. And more than likely, in this scenario, you're going to hurt yourself. Because again, run at the mill, New York City donk who can barely afford his apartment. You can't take a Major League Baseball player. Chances are, no you can't. (laughs) And even if you did, he's going to be the one that doesn't go to prison. He's got his millions of dollars and you don't. Now you've gone to prison and now... You definitely can't afford your New York City apartment. There's absolutely no common sense. 
no common decency there either. And there's no, absolutely no space for it in any sport, whether it's professional, collegiate, any other amateur production, whatever it is. It's just tired, man. And there's so many different instances of this right now. It's not even just at the sporting events. Who was walking around on an airplane pestering Mike Tyson expecting not to get hit? I mean, if you if you watch the video of this guy that's harassing Mike Tyson on an airplane who ended up luckily with, a, I mean, what, only a black eye and maybe a little bit of blood? He's lucky that's all he got from Mike Tyson. When he spent much longer than it would have taken me if someone just came up and just started bothering me on an airplane while I'm just trying to get to my destination like they did to Tyson. I mean, he was clearly seeking out controversy, was clearly looking to start something with Mike Tyson. I mean, look, if you... It, it's a, It'd be one thing to start it with the center fielder of the Cleveland Guardians. It's another to start it with maybe the greatest heavyweight of all time. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want, though, hey, 15 seconds of fame. Mike Tyson punched me in the face. Congrats, dude. Put that on your resume. I'm sure your boss would love to hear about it. I'm sure he would love to hear about it. Good God. Some of y'all need some help. I haven't seen it here in D.C., though, any time recently, for, for what it's worth. So that's the proverbial you, not anybody in particular. So that got us fired up. That was fun. We got about two, sec two segments left, ladies and gentlemen, so just under 30 minutes to go. I got to step aside, got to take a quick break, but we've got more to get into. We can do a little NFL draft to finish some things up. We haven't really talked a whole lot of Nats since the very top of the show, Maybe for the best, they've got the night off, and they could have used a break. But we got plenty more to get to. Not a lot of time to do it, so stick around. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is official. 9.35 on a Monday night. We can officially call it for the Brooklyn Nets season. 116-112, the final score, Boston completes the sweep of the Brooklyn Nets and KD and Kyrie are gone wow Brooklyn came into this Brooklyn came into this as one of the playing teams so they weren't necessarily one of the top teams of the Eastern Conference whereas the Celtics were the two seed right but still it's a team that featured Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and also, at one time, they had James Harden before they traded him away for Ben Simmons. And now, James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be in a much better place to try and advance through the NBA playoffs, especially considering they haven't been eliminated yet. The Nets couldn't even win a game against the Celtics. Durant tonight went for 39 Kyrie went for 20. Durant, 13 of 31 from the field. Not a particularly efficient night. 3 of 11 from downtown. Kyrie, 6 of 13. So he was a little bit more efficient. But this looks like a game where Durant, and having not watched it, obviously, because we were here, we were doing the show, and I don't like to stream things, despite the fact that I have 
no less than four monitors in here that I could pull a game up on. I don't like to stream things while I'm doing the show because I don't want it to take up any of the bandwidth that I need to broadcast this to the radio station back in D.C. But this looks like a game where KD took it upon himself to try and put the team on his back, as he should, by the way. Definitely won't criticize him for that. It's what we always say the great ones do, and it just didn't work out this time. I do think Jason Tatum... Everybody knows that he's been a, a budding star, if not already one. But I think here in this series, you know, he's really entered that elite conversation. He had 29 points tonight, 4 of 6 from downtown. 7 of 8 from the line, adds 5 assists to go with 3 boards. He did have 6 turnovers, though. 6 turnovers actually led the entire game. 2 more turnovers than the next highest person on this list. But still... That's crazy that Durant was bounced in the first round while playing alongside Kyrie Irving. I don't even care who they're playing against. And Boston, again, Boston, Tatum, they deserve a lot of credit here because they're going to be a tough out. Now look at the rest of the Eastern Conference right now. Miami's up in their series. The Bucks are up in their series. Philly up in their series. I could see any four of those teams coming out of the Eastern Conference. And what's interesting is they were all three within two games of one another. And so when I go back to trying to figure out why, for me, there's just not as much juice in the playoffs right now, I think it's just this round. I, I, think, I think it's just this round. And it's not as though all the series are bad. By the way, you've got Utah and Dallas just set to tip off TNT. Believe it's on the brink of happening if it hasn't already. That series is tied to two. Jazz Mavs. It's a good matchup. But for me, out of the Western Conference, I hmm, I I have a hard time seeing anybody taking out Golden State. Phoenix is in a tough series right now. And Memphis is in a pretty tough series right now. So Golden State with their playoff prowess and their championship expectations. Ah oh man. They're going to be a tough team to take out too. So if I'm if I'm really looking at who the NBA Finals will be this year, and lots of basketball still to play, I would go with Golden State based on what I've seen here in the first round. I think Boston's actually playing the best out of these Eastern Conference teams. It's not by much. Again, all four of these teams are within two games of one another. Throughout the regular season. The Heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Sixers. I think Milwaukee used the ball. It's magic on last year's run. <laughs> it sounds like a trivial thing, but... I mean... There are obviously things in sports that are out of our and the players' control. And some things that you just can't, like, put a finger on. They're not necessarily tangible. It factor, if you will... It's not that I don't think the Bucks can do it again. I just don't see them doing... I, I, I can't see them going through and making it back-to-back. That's tough to picture. And I, as good as I think the Sixers can be with Embiid and Harden, I, I think Boston's playing the best right now. So if I had to make a pick, Boston and Golden State would be my, my finals prediction. 
I think we could get a lot of good matchups, though. I think, again, Sixers, Bucks, Celtics, Heat, any of those four teams will create an interesting finals matchup because I, I think the East, maybe for the first time and for as long as I can remember, is deeper than the Western Conference this season. Golden State is coming out of the West for me. Phoenix is in a bit of a tough spot. Now we'll see what ultimately ends up happening there. So we've got about 19 or so minutes left. Actually, it's more like 15 with the break that I got to hit on my way out of here. So I'll do this. I'll take one more break, step aside, we'll come back, and we'll tie a bow on the show, get to any last tidbits of information that we may have missed, look at the matchups that we've got coming our way tomorrow, and we'll wrap up the show. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Watching the Brooklyn Nets be bounced in this year's NBA playoffs, man. I've seen a lot of tweets that were from the early part of this season pumping the Nets up, saying that them finally getting Kyrie full-time was going to make a big difference. And you know what? It is worth mentioning that them not having Kyrie in the early part of the season for their home games because of the vaccination requirements that he was unwilling to fulfill they probably would have had a higher seed and then would not have been matched up with Boston had he been able to play in those games 
but he wasn't. <laughs> it was his decision. And now the Nets are going home. And look, I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons, right? We we talked and we mentioned the recent story that came out. He was said to have met with the Nets yesterday, maybe, or maybe it was even earlier today. It was some point within the last 24 hours. And the result of that meeting was that they were going to focus on his mental health. And that's 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 great. Mental health, number one priority. If he's got something going on, got to take care of it. Don't need anything tragic to happen or for the Ben Simmons to suffer if that is the case, that that's what's happening mentally. But man, it sure does seem like he doesn't want to play basketball anymore. I tell you what, it also didn't really seem like Kyrie Irving really wanted to play basketball anymore. Did you see the video of him walking into the arena yesterday? He could not have looked more disinterested. Someone tweeted out, that's the look that I have when I go into my job. I hate my job. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I used to work a job that I hate too. And you know what? I looked that miserable walking in there every day too. I mean, he looked like there is a million other places that he would have rather been than a basketball game a couple of nights ago, trying to keep his team from being eliminated. There looked like there was no focus, no determination, just ready to go play golf or whatever Kyrie plans to do there in the offseason. It's pretty crazy it's just pretty it's it's but now it's over right you've got in the third quarter toronto and philadelphia also going toe-to-toe toronto with a 13 point lead here 75 62 just over a minute to go in that third quarter sixers lead the series but that in three games to one by the way so the raptors looking to stave off elimination here that would keep the series going and that's why I, as good as as good as Embiid and Harden are, I just out of the East right now. Boston feels like the team that's playing the best, and Miami, Miami might just be the team with the most talent left out of the East. I think it's between Boston and Miami out of the East, and you've heard me already say I think it's Golden State coming out of the West. But I won't I won't write off Phoenix just yet. Phoenix is in the midst of a tough series right now with the Pelicans. Pelicans are not they're not as good as some of these Eastern Conference teams that we've been talking about. But when it comes to the NBA playoffs, much like, well, not too much like, but similarly to the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's long. It's not as grueling, but it is grueling. And sometimes teams don't come out of the gate their hottest, but they survive that first round and then they really start to pick up some steam. So we'll see how that game goes. You got two NBA playoffs games. You can go check them out if you want. We're coming up on the last six minutes of the show here. And coming up tomorrow, you've got the Marlins at the Nationals, 705 first pitch. Charlie and Dave will have the call, as they always do. Nats were off tonight, and they needed it. We'll go ahead and say they needed a night off. Losers of their last five games, 6-12 and 12 on the season. Things are going just about the way that we expected them to. And, you know, five games ago, sitting at six and seven with a couple of ugly losses on there, I would have said, hey, you know, at least they're hovering around 500. But, man, we're not even to the end of April yet. (laughs) And you really shouldn't even be looking at the standings, certainly before Memorial Day, 
but you could probably even go into June, even the early part of July, before you're really starting to look at the standings. What, it was May May 19th, uh, 2019 or something like that it was it was mid-may when when the Nats started their run back there in 2019 when they played the best baseball over the last two-thirds of the season and went on to win the World Series that is something that is very rare although the Braves had a similar start to last season and then went on their own run to win a championship and now they're off to a bit of a slow start again but as we talked to R.J. Anderson in the first hour of the show, they still haven't got Ronald Acuna Jr. back, and they're about to. I think he said it was May 6th that he's coming back, or that he's slated to come back. And can you imagine that lineup with a Ronald Acuna Jr.? Two years ago, he was a part of the lineup, and they still had Freddie Freeman. Now Freeman's a Dodger, and Acuna was lost for the season early last year and didn't get to be a part of that World Series run. That's crazy. See, that is, there are so many, to me, there are a lot of parallels between what the Braves just did and what the Nats did two years ago. Coming up on three in October. Losing a player, in the Nats case, it was Harper, right? They lost Bryce Harper, I guess he made his decision in February of 2019. The long, drawn-out process of him being courted by teams, wanting the biggest overall deal of all time that was bested by Mike Trout maybe a week late. I don't even think it was a week later that Mike Trout got a bigger deal than him. And he had to have known that that was going to happen. But so the Nats, team with a ton of talent, lost Harper, but be, it was addition by subtraction. They didn't need Harper, very clearly. They go on to win a championship without him. The Braves, now that they don't have Freddie Freeman are going to need Ronald Acuna Jr. Now, when they went on to win the World Series, they lost Ronald Acuna Jr. Not to free agency the same way the Nats did, but to injury. And obviously Acuna signed a deal with the Braves very early on. He's locked in. Nats would have loved to do that with Soto, and they have offered him, but obviously what they've offered him, he's smart enough to not take because he knows he's worth a lot more than that. And other teams will be willing to give him a lot more than that. So maybe it's a date with the Marlins that gets the Nats back into the win column tomorrow night. 7.05 first pitch at Nats Park. And then you also have the Caps and the Islanders going toe-to-toe. 7.05 puck drop. Caps Islanders Tuesday night. Caps Islanders Thursday night. Before the Caps finish things up with a game against the New York Rangers, who is close to the top of the Metropolitan Division this year. And the Caps are, we're monitoring closely the injury situation with Alex Ovechkin, who hurt last night going into the boards against the Maple Leafs. That was a shootout loss. But I'm running out of time here, so it's time to get our thank yous in. It's been a good show. It's been a long show. We've been with you since 6.30 this evening. As soon as Grant and Danny went off, we've been here ever since. So I want to send a big shout-out, big thank you to my producer, Donald. Appreciate all your hard work keeping us on the air, my, my guy. Thanks to all of our guests, RJ Anderson, CBSSports.com's Major League Baseball coverage. We had a great conversation with RJ about the NL East, the Mets, and what they might look like. You know, they're a team like the Braves, don't have their best player right now, and for them, it's Jacob DeGrom. The Braves get Ronald Acuna back soon. 
We're due for an update on DeGrom. He suffered an injury earlier this year that is not... They said it was going to be about a four- to five-week timetable. So he's he's just about due to come back. But we'll see once those teams get cranked up. We'll see if the NL East becomes a little bit more competitive than it is right now. The Mets are certainly starting to run away with it. And then a big thank you to Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Talked lots of commanders with him. Hope everybody has a great rest of your week. I will talk to you all again on Saturday afternoon. I'm back on the air 1 to 3.30 right here on 106.7 The Fan. We're going to talk some more NFL draft. Until then, be safe, be kind, and be well. Good night. I'm out of here. Deuces. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.